it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Florida State of Recruiting podcast with another instant reaction podcast. We are the three stars presented by Tomahawk Nation. I'm Tim Allenball and I am joined by Dr. David Stout and Josh Pick. And we are excited to bring another instant, like the second one, like in two weeks, Florida State has picked up another commitment. Um, And we're going to jump right into just kind of give you a bit of a mini scout. Our thoughts This is going to be a quick 10, 15 minute podcast, but uh, we wanted to uh, jump on tonight and share our thoughts. First off, David, uh, another one for the good guys here. I can get used to doing these instant reaction podcasts, man. That means we get good news, but uh, yeah, very cool. I'm excited. Local Jacksonville dude has uh, decided to jump on the Tribe 23 train. We're excited to talk about it. Four star on 24-7 sports, three star. Uh, in the composite, he's listed as a defensive back. David, is this a guy that's going to be a safety or a cornerback for Florida State? So that's a great question. And the cool thing about this is FSU is recruiting him as, quote unquote, a defensive back because they think he has potential to play both, uh, which is really nice. We know that they really uh, value versatility in their defensive back recruits. And Kirkland has great size. He's, he's pushing. I think he's a shade under six foot two. Uh, has a has a 77 inch wingspan is that right Tim yeah I think uh, I was reading the scout that of course uh, 247 puts on their side on on just the uh, player page and 77 inch wingspan yeah so that's that's pretty awesome and um, I mean he shows you know there's not a whole lot to see on his huddle tape but he does show good ability to flip his hips and kind of keep up with the receiver uh, he does have pretty good instincts from what we can see. Um, and he's got track speed, legitimate track speed. So he's a guy, I don't think that, uh, the coaches by any means would, would count on him to, 
you know, immediately play his first year or anything like that. But this is a kid that has a lot of the tools that you look for and a strong defensive back. And so I'm excited to see how he progresses. Um, and it's nice to finally win a defensive back battle over Kentucky Wildcats. Right, Josh? <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's just like, oh, they got every Stewart who we, we all love, every Stewart. But uh, it, it seemed like Kirkland's recruitment was trending towards Kentucky recently. And then all of a sudden, Wilt Fong puts in a crystal ball for Florida State. And it's like, wow. Florida State's going to get Kirkland, and this is a kid I could see kind of playing that Jamie Robinson role, like safety, nickel, corner, kind of versatile dude in the backfield, and yeah, nice nice get for Florida State. That's a great point, Josh. I think that's a, that's a really good comparison, and I think you're right. I think that could be a good positional fit for him. Josh, I want to go back to you and just kind of talk about the defensive back class as a whole for Florida State now. Uh, Kirkland joins Rawls and um, – Quindarius Jones. Yep. Uh, is Florida State done? I guess, quote unquote, done with just your. Uh, I don't want to say average because these guys are better than average, but kind of just now they're going to kind of like headhunt for big time names. Or do you see any other names on the board that they might um, they might be looking at here pretty soon? No, I think as far as high scorers go, Florida State's going to be swinging for the fences in the defensive backfield, and then I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him go. Hunting in the portal once again, once we hit the off season. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I, I think the one thing that stood out to me, David, you were kind of giving your mini scout and I know we'll have more on this side on Tomahawk nation. I, I think he has really good size and no, he's only listed like at six foot one. Um, but this is a kid that with that wingspan, even though he's six one, he's almost playing, I would say like a six, three type kid because he can just lift his arms up there and it's hard to get a pass over top of him if he's in coverage with you. The body types are very different, but from the long arm perspective, you know, you think about a guy like LaMarcus Joyner and what LaMarcus Joyner could do is he had such long arms that if he got, you know, if he was behind a step or half a step from a receiver, those long arms give you an advantage to where you can kind of make up the difference almost. And, you know, we see Kirkland, um, I want to say on the 24-7 scout, he played in 10 games in his junior season and he had 12 uh, PBUs. And so, I mean, that's that's pretty darn good right there, averaging a little over one per contest. Um, and that's with, you know, the, I don't I don't think he was thrown at as much. And so, yeah, he's, uh, he's somebody that's got those intangibles. Um, and like I said earlier, he looks like he has pretty good instincts. Um, he does gamble some. You can tell he does gamble some. So that's, that's going to be something that'll come with time. But he's a guy that I'm really interested to see what he will become after he gets into a collegiate strength and conditioning program. Because like we said, he's got track speed. He's a legitimate track athlete. I think uh, I think I read that he's a two-time winner in the 400 at, at the state level. And so, I mean, he's got, he's got legitimate track speed. And so it's going to be interesting to see what Josh Storms does with him. Uh, because you definitely want to bulk him up and you want to kind of transform his body, but you don't want to risk losing that speed. Um, and so I don't know that he'll pack on, you know, more than maybe 10 pounds or something. Cause I think he's, I, I want to say he's already around 180. Um, so he's got pretty good size right now, but yeah, he's, this is a guy that again, I think we'll see him probably on special teams in his first couple years. Uh, maybe that's where he makes his mark. And then, you know, hopefully he'll be able to, we won't need him in the rotation earlier than that, but really like the, the intangibles are there. The tools are there. And I tend to agree with 24 seven. They have consistently ranked him as a four star. And I, I agree with that. I think he's a low four star in my book. 
Yeah, and and again, we see Florida State going after guys that are multi-sport guys. And again, like as you mentioned, Tim, like yeah, he's six one, six one and a half, six two, whatever. But with that longer wingspan, he plays like six three, six four. And so that's a huge thing. And the other thing is, he only recently started playing defensive back. I think his sophomore season maybe was the first time he played defensive back. So he's still relatively new to the position. Yeah. So looking at the ratings. Uh... 247 hasn't updated theirs yet, but if you use their calculator, this looks like it's going to be put Florida State at number 20 overall. Uh, I think they have six, six, four stars, eight, uh, three stars or less with some of those guys uh, we think that are better than that. And I, I want to transition for a minute uh, and, and make this a slightly longer instant because we haven't talked yet about Florida State's most recent re- uh, commitment outside of Kirkland. And that was uh, Tavion Gadsden earlier this week, David. Defensive lineman at Georgia, also a three-star. Uh, in my books, he has taken the, uh, the the throne as the most underrated Florida State commit right now. Uh, David, I want to talk just a little bit about Gadsden and get your thoughts on him. Yeah, and what is he ranked right now, Tim? Is he somewhere in the 600s? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, he's in the composite. He's number uh, 608 right now. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's that's way too low. So, um, yeah, Tavian Gadsden, he, this is a guy that um, over the summer he took his official visit uh, during the same weekend as I think five or six other guys. And FSU didn't have a great hit rate on that weekend. But we felt good about Gadsden coming off of that. It was very, very clear that he and Odell Hagens have a really, really good relationship. Uh, Papuchis has, has helped in that recruitment as well. Um, and there was just a vibe there. You could tell that he was really feeling Florida State. And, you know, he, he had unofficially visited places like, I think, Tennessee and, and, you know, some other places. But really, it always kind of felt like FSU was the front runner. And then UGA started getting involved. And we were like, ah, you know, man, is this, is this going to go this way? But I think UGA, I think he's like a plan E kid for them. Like maybe even plan F, which how ridiculous is that? But that's the way UGA has been recruiting. So, I, you know, I think they were just kind of keeping him warm and everything. So that may be something to monitor down the line. But he really seems like he's a strong commitment to Florida State. Again, he, uh, he really referenced the family atmosphere with FSU, um, really likes what the coaches are doing, and really likes the other guys who are committed in the class as well. And so, you know, props where they're due. Odell got his guy. This is, this is a guy that Odell Hagens targeted uh, about a year ago, really, and, and has been consistent with it. And he got his man, and we're excited about it. Josh, I, I, this is just another great name, not name, a great player, for the Florida State uh, defensive line or just the lines in general for this class. It's yes, it's not up in the teens or, or even a higher ranked class, but Florida State is hitting all the needs so far that they that they really needed to hype up here. Uh, Gadsden's going to be a good player and he's probably going to be moving to the inside for Florida State, Josh. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, he's a kid that plays kind of inside outside depending on situations in high school, but yeah, he's a kid that I see moving on the inside and the college ranks similar to maybe like a Joshua farmer. He's already bigger than farmer was in high school, but an athletic interior player that can kind of get after the quarterback. And it's nice to see Florida state with Kirkman going into Jacksonville and Gadsden going into Savannah and kind of getting into some different pockets that Florida state needs to get into to come back and get back on top. And as David mentioned, like Gadsden said, like the vibes there, it's like family, everything just comes together. Like one big family, the loves there. I want to be a part of that. And he's another guy that just feels like, 
the work ethics there and, and just the type of player you really want in your program. Uh, David, just going back to you one more time here, uh, Florida State, as we mentioned, picked up four-star uh, Kenton Kirkland in addition to last week picking up Tavion Gadsden. Uh, and, you know, Florida State seems to be kind of rolling right now with their, uh, with their class. Samuel Singleton was the one before that that we talked about. Uh, so that's three big names in about three weeks' time. Uh, what's next for Florida State, David? And correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, before Singleton committed, FSU was, what, 40th in the team rankings? 38, 41st, 38, somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. Now we're 20. So yeah. that's that's pretty freaking awesome right there. I, if you had told me that before the season started, FSU would be in the top 20 among team rankings, I would have disagreed with you. I figured we'd be riding about 30 right now. So already that's, that's an encouraging sign. So the names that we're going to be looking at here, um, FSU fans know linebacker Blake Nicholson, uh, recently um, had visited for an official visit for Florida State, brought his family. Uh, family supposedly wants to get away from the, the West Coast. And really, it's it's been a Florida State-Oregon battle. You know, they, they say that UCLA is the third team. I, I don't. I don't buy that. Uh, but the interesting thing about this is Wisconsin has really put a hard push on him lately. Uh, and I think that's why he's kind of delayed things a little bit. Um, to potentially see if he could get out to Wisconsin. But he's also made some recent statements that he's thinking like end of August, early September, he'd still like to make his commitment. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens if Wisconsin can get him out there for an official visit or something. But even if they do that, they have a long way to go in terms of making up ground on FSU and even Oregon. So uh, I still really like where FSU sits with Blake Nicholson. And if they can uh, reel him in, I think you're just going to be looking at a, a two-man linebacker class, at least from the high school ranks. Um, they may look to bring in a, a potential graduate transfer or, or something like that, portal kid. But I think if they can land Nicholson, I think that they'll just they'll roll with with him and uh, Ward as your linebacker class. And then outside of that, there's you know, there's there are some guys who could potentially make September decisions. But really, outside of that, I think we're mainly looking at guys who just want to see how FSU does. You know, their all eyes are going to be on the LSU game. And then after that, the Louisville game to see how they respond. And so I think you're going to be kind of hitting a lull a little bit if Nicholson does decide to to commit late August, early September. After that, I think we might be in for a bit of a slow period as FSU will really be focusing on big names by that point. Because, you know, guys, you think about it, we're we're getting close to 15 commitments and and you know we're thinking they may take, you know, 20, 21 guys and still leave some some space for some portal guys. So spots are getting pretty coveted here. And so I think they're really going to shift their attention to the big names out there and, and see what they can do with a good season. Yeah. And as you mentioned, David, like kids are going to look to see what Florida state does, but Florida state's also like putting all our chips and having a good season and then being able to go after some of the bigger names. That's right. And, and that's going to be key because if they do have a strong season, I'll tell you guys what, if they win that LSU game, we may see some names all of a sudden get a little bit more interested that we haven't been talking about for a while. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the beginning of this season because, you know, if FSU does have a strong campaign or even just kind of an average campaign, you know, we've been hoping for, you know, six, seven wins. As long as they're showing progress out there, we could be having some very interesting discussions later down the line about kids who are interested in coming here. 
we saw last year how how much a poor start just sabotages the class. And I think this year we're going to see the same type expectations. If it's a poor start, man, I think Florida State's going to be hard really getting in with some of those big names. But if they start off with wins over LSU and Louisville, Florida State's going to be riding high. They're going to be in the top 25, and they're going to be looking to secure some really big names and seeing exactly what they can do. Uh, Josh, one last thing from you. Props to the staff for getting on Jaden Jones early because uh, this week he's ranked as the number three Juco player in the entire country. So uh, good get for the staff. Kind of a kid that I mentioned previously that kind of that Jared Verse frame and athleticism, a little bit raw like, like Verse, but could potentially come in and play immediately at Florida State. Yeah, number one defensive end, I think, in, in Juco. And a kid that I think is uh, probably – uh, currently rated as kind of a high three-star, probably is going to end up in that four-star ranking potentially for Florida State as well. Well, uh, we're going to have a lot more uh, on Kirkland's commitment. We've already been talking Gadsden on the site at Tomahawk Nation. We'll be obviously in the recruit or the commitment articles. Josh and Dave will be, of course, roaming like sharks in the official recruiting thread, and we'll have everything going on with Florida State. So uh, thanks for jumping on with us for this instant. Excited to see what Florida State has next. Uh, But uh, for the three stars, Josh Pick, Dr. David Stout, I'm Tim Allenball. This has been the Florida State Recruiting Podcast. Let's keep climbing.